Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick, and we come to you each week, five days a week, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on a multitude of platforms, including but not limited to SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Mixler, Comedy Schools, Radio.com, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, right here on Facebook Live. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals there's something new to do, to do right here on Facebook Live. Now, we were on yesterday. I took the day off. Uh, I had uh, my little grand boy was feeling uh, a wee bit under the weather, and whenever uh, whenever he's sick, um, his mama sends him over here, and um, we take good care of him. So uh, I kind of skipped the podcast yesterday because it takes a lot of energy uh, spending having a good time with a ten year old. I'll tell you right right now, or is he an eleven year old? No, he's gonna be eleven. He's ten. You lose track. Damn it, you lose track. So it is. Um, Thursday afternoon, had a great time at the Tempe Center of the Arts last night with my advanced comedy workshop. Uh, you know, I could think of hardly any other ways I'd rather spend some evenings than be with a group of people striving for creativity. And that's what we do in those workshops, you know, and uh, it keeps me alive and it keeps me ticking, keeps me alive creatively. Uh, I love working with these people. I love watching them grow. It's a real good time. We're going to take three weeks off. During the holiday season, I got to be honest with you, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but um, uh, it'll be the first time in 23 years of doing this that I'm taking uh, taking uh, time off during the holidays uh, and not going back to the workshop till January 9th with the uh, free intro. But um, uh, hey, Terry Jean, how are you? Terry Jean, Paul John Michaels, Champ de Blasio, everybody start to uh, join in. Probably going to get a little bit of a Larger turnout today because of something that I posted on Facebook. I'm going to read it to you here. Uh, what I posted on Facebook. Um, and just, you know, and I don't even know what's going on in Twitter. Those people over there. The, uh, the people on Twitter generally are what I see on Twitter. People look like they've lost their minds. Uh, people look like they've lost their minds on Facebook too. I don't know why I would say any different. I put up, I want to, I want to, I want to quote myself properly. Um, I can actually watch myself. That's kind of weird. I said, people upset that Griner was freed, calling her pothead and other names, are just upset they can't use the N-word. And I had N-word in quotation marks. And it is uh, garnered, um, it says 17 comment comments, but it's many more than that. Maybe it's, Oh, no, 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 that was a woman named uh, Sheila Schnecktel-Bailey. Uh, she has she could repost it, and I did... 138 comments, 121 uh, likes or hearts or whatever, three shares, uh, which is a lot for me because, I mean, I'm actually a local guy. You know, I'm not a national guy. Uh, and the comments are just crazy. It's crazy. You know, we should be happy. I don't know. I think one of the reasons the Brittany Griner story so resonated with me was because I'd seen the movie Midnight Express. Midnight Express was a movie that came out in 1978 about a guy named, uh, I believe, William Hayes, who was a young uh, student. He was uh, one of those guys, uh, sort of the sons and daughters of Kerouac, young Americans who uh, were able to uh, 
kind of stick their thumb out and let their freak flag fly, and some doing it all over the world, traveling from uh, country to country and just uh, really, you know, sampling life. He did smuggle some drugs, but you got to understand, for a counterculture that was partially based in drugs, who thought that the drug laws were draconian and wrong, uh, we thought this guy was a hero, and we all knew, and probably growing up when I did, we all knew some kid who got busted with one joint or an ounce of pot, they got 5, 10, 20 years in jail. And he was a kid just like us. This had always been going on. and A lot of drug laws were used to suppress black people in this country for decades. So, when Midnight Express came on, we were horrified. Horrified that a guy who was one of us, it was his story of getting a, like a lifetime prison sentence for what was it really amounted to a small amount of drugs. Now, this sort of thing still goes on. There's been other movies uh, made about it as well. And oftentimes it deals with uh, uh, young people who are uh, from Western countries, uh, France, Germany, England, the United States, etc., who find themselves in a third world country as a tourist and are enjoying the partying lifestyle. Because in a lot of those countries, a lot of those countries, they look the other way on everything, except every little once in a while. A lot of those countries, you can go there and you can have sex whatever you want and drink as much as you want, do as many drugs as you want, do all kinds of crazy shit, except every little once in a while. And the story horrified a generation. Now you flash forward to, um, I no longer use drugs in heaven since 1985, and I have a dim view of uh, what they do to human beings. That being said, I think people have a right for their own self-immolation. They do. And I don't believe that people should be thrown in jail for having a half ounce of pot or a couple of joints or certainly some residue of cannabis. And then comes the story of Brittany Griner, a woman who has achieved a lot in her life. She's achieved a lot. WNBA star, Olympic star, athlete, spokesperson. Spokesperson for women trying to break a glass ceiling. Spokeswoman for gay women and gay people throughout the world. As someone who has succeeded against all odds. Spokesperson for black women and black people who have succeeded against all odds. An extraordinary human being. And by the way, in real life, she might be a complete schmuck. I have no idea. Sometimes people do great things, real schmucks. You know, they sit around and chew their own toenails. I'm not saying she chews her own toenails. But I think that people that do chew their own toenails are schmucks. I'm, gonna, I'm going on the record as saying that. Toenail chewing is where I draw the line. So, she's playing basketball for Russia. Now, a lot of people said, well, the reason that WNBA players have to play in European countries because they don't make as much as NBA players. Well, the fact remains that a lot of NBA players don't make those giant contracts, and they play in uh, leagues throughout the world as well. So did Brittany Griner. And she gets busted. She's going back to play for a team. Russia, a Russian team, invites her in. They know who she is. They find a small amount of residue. She gets thrown in prison. It's a horrifying story. And the thing I think that resonated with a lot of people was it could happen to you. Something, a family member could accidentally put something in a suitcase. Somebody could slip something into your suitcase. Or some other country you should decide that you are the one they're going to make an example out of. Say they found something in your suitcase. 
So it horrified me. It horrified me at another level, too. This is an individual who is at the uh, peak of her athletic prowess, and those years have been robbed for her, just as Muhammad Ali's peak years are robbed from him during his fight with the draft board in the United States of America in the 60s. You just wouldn't talk about any of the boxers if Muhammad Ali would have been able to fight during the time that he was fighting against the draft board and being drafted uh, uh, back during the Vietnam era. So I was happy to see her released. Just happy. She's an American. She doesn't want to stand up for the national anthem all the time. Yeah. So what? That doesn't make her someone that should be thrown in prison. She still has all the rights of any American citizen. Matter of fact, rights to stand up or sit down or sing or not sing the national anthem. That's what it's about. She said some things that conservative people don't like. Yeah. I say some things that conservative people don't like. Some conservatives say things conservative people don't like. Those guys over there don't seem to like each other at all right now. Conservatives are just beating the living shit out of each other. But then comes up Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan, <coughs> a private contractor, accused of espionage, sentenced to 16 years in prison. And people are going, why did she get out and not him? Well, I don't know the real answer. Looks like that's what was on the table. But the fact of the matter remains, for those of you who are screaming about, what about Paul Whelan? Let's be honest. The great majority of you, and I mean the great majority of you, wouldn't know who the fuzz if it wasn't a Brittany Griner. There would be no big Paul Whelan movement. And he's been in jail since 2018. So for two years of the Trump administration, what did the Trump administration do to get Paul Whelan out? And I'm not going to beat the shit out of the Trump administration over this. There's only so much you can do about these things. They did release 5,000 Taliban prisoners during that time and did actually write up the uh, agreement with the Taliban for leaving Afghanistan that was carried out by Joe Biden. But water under the bridge. For two years, this man was a prisoner in the Trump administration. Trump administration appears that they did nothing. It wasn't until Brittany Griner, and yes, she got a lot of attention because she's an athlete. And athletes at her level are extraordinary people that we pay attention to, as are math whizzes, are people that have an eight-octave range, or know how to tap dance really well. World-class whistlers. Well, whistlers don't really get a lot of attention. Although I think they should. That might be the one thing you can do nowadays where you won't get canceled. You know, I said that the next big thing in stand-up comedy years ago will be whistling. Because you can just whistle your jokes. And people go, uh, I don't know if I'm offended by that or not. Just, hey, why did you say that, you son of a bitch? Um, he's an interesting guy, Paul Wheel. He was born in Canada. And he holds a U.S., Irish, and British passports. He's worked for a lot of private companies that either are security companies or what appears to be covers for espionage. Keep in mind, espionage, is, everybody does it. You know? Israel, which is one of our allies in the United States, we spy on each other. We spy on each other. Everybody spies on everybody. Everybody is using human intelligence gathering sources. That means people to find out what other people are doing. He got caught 
in Russia, sentenced to 16 years. And I think he should be out too. I don't think any American should be in a Russian prison. Then I wasn't negotiating this deal. But we know who Paul Whelan is because of Brittany Griner. And if Paul Whelan gets an early release from Russian prison, it'll be because of Brittany Griner because it brought attention onto Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan may be a good guy, maybe a bad He might not be. Let's say he's not a toenail chewer. Paul Whelan does not chew his own toenails. I'm going to say that. Now, I could be proven wrong. If anybody has inside information on Paul Whelan chewing his toenails, please write to me here. Give me a message. <laughs> we do know that as I see so many right-wing people screaming about it, they're going, he's a U.S. Marine. Yes, he was in the United States Marines. And many people, and joining the Marines is voluntary, man. And I don't think anybody really goes into the Marines without knowing what they're getting into. Now, maybe once they get into it, they go, well, I thought I was getting into it, but this is a lot. But anyone I've ever known who's joined the United States Marines knew that they were joining one of the toughest. They were going to be going through one of the toughest basic trainings of any fighting force in the world. They knew when they made it through, they'd be part of an elite unit. That's who the U.S. Marines are. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. However, Paul Whelan was court-martialed for larceny. And there's a whole host of charges. And he was given a bad conduct discharge. It's kind of like back in the day when I got arrested for drunken driving and was reduced to reckless. And it was a long time ago. And I'm not going to hide it. And I'm not going to think I can't talk or anything. So when people say he was a U.S. Marine, he was a dishonorably discharged U.S. Marine. That doesn't mean he should be in a Russian prison. However, it is my feeling that Paul Whelan went to Russia knowing that there were eyes on him. Even if this time he was just there, you know, to fucking, you know, look at polar bears. I don't know. Paul Whelan was involved in espionage. And we need our spies. Paul Whelan was involved in espionage. Paul Whelan did go to Russia, knowing that the Russians knew that he was a guy who regularly involved himself in, in different levels of espionage. And he got arrested. And he knew there was a chance of that. I don't believe Brittany Griner thought there was a snowball's chance in hell that this was going to happen to her the day she took that cab ride to the airport to go play for a Russian basketball team. By the way, if you are an American athlete who makes extra money by playing in Russia, from this point forward, I think you're on your fucking own. This happens again. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're some American who goes there and plays for their hockey team. Whatever, you know, their lacrosse team. You join their ping pong club. I think most Americans need to know right now that if you go to Russia, you could, for the most minor offense, be put in jail for a very long time. So, for everybody who's complaining about it, you're just complaining. And by the way, the Biden administration was able to negotiate the release 
of an American citizen, a high-profile American citizen from a Russian prison during a time that we are sending military hardware to the Ukraine, which is undoubtedly, undoubtedly turning the tide against Russia in their war against the Ukraine. Are you getting me here? Russia went into the Ukraine thinking it was going to be a 10-day war. They thought, we're just going to go in there and kick some hippie ass. We're going to get us some Ukraines. We're going to make the Ukraines be us. Ukraines us. By Vladimir Putin. Instead, it's been a months-long, humiliating, bloody battle that Russia is losing. I mean, losing. And a lot of it's got to do with a funny guy. Zelensky is a comic. I think he should be the patron saint of stand-up comedy. Comedy in general. He's a badass little guy. 5'7", comedian, standing up against the military might of a country that possesses more nuclear weapons than any other country on the face of the earth. I'm going, come on, come on, hit me again. Come on, motherfucker. And because of the resiliency of those people and their desire to be independent from the yoke of Russian fascism, the United States and a lot of the world began to back them with a massive amount of armaments. And because they have such a strong will to fight and they're fighting for their land up against the Russian army, a bunch of guys going, I don't even know what the fuck I'm here. I'm not really into this. They're beating the shit out of them. And while all that's going on, you know Putin can't be happy about it. He can't be going, oh, Joe Biden. I remember one time hanging out with him. He's so funny. None of that. Putin gets up every day going, fuck Biden, fuck Biden, fuck Biden, fuck Biden. That's what he does. You know, he does it in Russian. He doesn't use those words because he, he's uh, Russian. He speaks Russian. I don't, I don't know how you say those words in Russian. I should learn. I want to learn. They still managed to negotiate a release. Now, who was released? An arms dealer. Who has a really nasty nickname. The Merchant of Death. Nuh-uh-uh. uh Pretty bad arms dealers. There's a lot of arms, bad arms dealers in the world. A lot of them. And we sell guns all over the world. And every country that manufactures weapons sells the weapons all over the world. It's big business. This guy got caught in Thailand or something. He ended up in a U.S. prison. I think he was always going to be a bargaining chip. He's probably past his prime. His connections are gone. He's an old guy. He's not going to be... If he's running any guns right now, he'll be running some old 38s and sawed-off shotguns to uh, some hillbilly army. I don't know. So, <laughs> today because I generally stay away from putting up political posts anymore, because I'm just not interested. I'm still interested in what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in putting them up all the time. But I got up, I uh, was on the right side of the bed or wrong side of the bed. I kind of leaped out of bed this morning, and I kind of landed funny. And I went, all right, fine. I'm glad this woman is out. I'm glad this individual is free. And she plays for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the Phoenix Mercury. Which is a good WNBA team. Now we don't have a uh, we don't have a Brittany Griner bobblehead, but we do have a in honor of her. Here's our Cheryl Miller bobblehead. Yay! Yay! Brittany Griner's free! Yay! 
Yay! You're not free of small-minded reactionary thinking that really has no depth. Yay! All right, so... Uh, uh, Champ de Blasio says, Tony, have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's before I forget. You too, Champ, to all of you. To all of you. I mean that. Uh, all right. I was just checking to see if there's any other. Nothing else. Um... All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of wrap it up here. Uh, I got some music for you here. I got some comic books for you here. Uh, I think those of you that uh, I think those of you that uh, were screaming about her being free today, that you're out of bounds and you are on the outer limits. La -da -da -da. Outer limits was a great creepy TV show, uh, kind of a companion to the Twilight Zone in the '60s. We control your television set. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. For the next hour, you are in The Outer Limits. Great science fiction morality plays. This was a comic book put out by Dell called Outer Limits. It was only 12 cents. It had three exciting, complete stories. The last human on Earth. Never mind where it came from. Where to go and skip this school if you dare. So uh, you can see one there. There's like a, some sort of a alien. A bunch of school kids are watching. So... Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at it. It was uh, pretty cheap. It was only six bucks, but I got it just because it was a great nostalgia for me. The Outer Limits. And for those of you who want to scream about Brittany Griner or call Joe Biden this or that, here's what I think of you. You are a bozo. There you go. You got the bozo button. Okay. Hey, uh, for music today, our musical recommendation, we're going to go back to... Um, a uh, guy, back to a more innocent time, like right in the middle of the Vietnam War. <laughs> a guy who um, didn't have a lot of big hits, but he had one that was a monster. Here is a great falsetto. Uh, Italian singer Lou Christie. His song, Lightning Strikes, one of the great falsettos. One of the great pop tunes of the mid-60s. Uh, Lou Christie's Lightning Strikes. That's kind of what happened today when I made that post on Facebook. Lightning Strikes again. See if I get if I still have some stuff up on here. Uh, Lou Christie is still alive. Lou Christie, Luigi Alfredo Giovanni Sacco. Was born February 19, 1943. He's known professionally as Lou Christie. Uh, he had several hits in the 60s. I only know one. Including a 66 U.S. Top chart, chart, chart topper. Lightning Strikes. Um, he ended up signed to Roulette Records for a while, and that might have been one of the reasons why we don't see a lot of him, uh, heard a lot of him as far as records go afterward. Roulette Records was owned by uh, Mo Levy. Mo Levy was a famous organized crime associate who um, really kind of got his hooks in a lot of uh, very talented, innocent, uh, late teen singers. On the East Coast, including Tommy James and Tommy James and the Shondells. And uh, uh, kind of made their lives um, living hell for a long time. Um, there's other singers that you hear about who just um, kind of disappeared because... Uh, later on he got involved with Albert Grossman. So Grossman being powerful enough that he could stand up to... Other organized units. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he's still around. He still sings. A great nostalgia act. Man, if I found out he was playing like the casino down the street, 
I tell my wife, we got to go see Lou Christie. we got to go see him. Just to hear the guy who sang Lightning Strikes. It's a song that's still played on oldie stations today. Okay, it's a fantastic song. Listen to those high notes he hits. Better than uh, Frankie Valley as far as his range. And they were kind of copying him. People that were producing him, they thought we would get another Frankie Valley on our hands. Listen to the song. It's a short, snappy, cool pop hit that'll just put you in a great mood no matter who has been released from a Russian prison. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more thrilling tales from yesteryear right here on Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye. Wants a girl, boy wants a girl, boy wants a girl. Charlie's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. computers are both whatever, they just got, I don't know what's going on with them.